it's me, Sean Capri. I'm glad you're here because you're listening to the most wholesome Nintendo podcast on the internet. It's the Nintendo Drive. I'm on a Skype call with my friend, Console Kato, the sauciest potato one. What the heck? Right, Turford, the weatherman on the moose is here because we just watched that Nintendo mini direct with the partners and all the games that aren't from Nintendo. So jump on in to the Nintendo Drive. Ball. Here we go. Console Kato, the sauciest of all the potatoes. We got everything that we just wanted from that there Nintendo Direct. <laughs> yeah, of course doing? we did. Yeah. Of course we did. I'm good. Sean, how are you doing? I um, I think I might have just woken up my entire house. It's like 730 in the morning. People are still sleeping. My daughter was up a little bit, but I'm, I'm great. I'm great. It's good to see you. Yeah, good to see you. And we've got Ryan... Turford here today. Hello, everybody. Doing, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the show. Producer Ryan here. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, joining the show for the first time. I usually big edit fan. the show every week. Uh, usually ambush us. But, mm. uh, but now I'm here, you know, on the show for the first time. I'm very excited to be here, you guys. Yeah. No weather updates? No, please. I'm just, no? okay. you know, we got to get into this. This, this, <laughs> yeah. this direct is so exciting because we all got what we wanted, right? That That's what we just said. So I'm excited yeah. to talk about it. Yep. Okay. Well, before we get into it, a reminder, as always, you can listen to uh, the Nintendo Drive and all of the Carpool Gaming content on YouTube, youtube.com slash Carpool Gaming. So I do want to just mention, I did actually play a game this week. So (laughs) I do want to just mention before we get into all the direct stuff, I played the game Lumberjack. Yes. I beat it. I rolled credits on a game and it's a short game. It's like an hour and 30 minutes long. That's good. So, you know, it's not I can't <laughs> I can't gloat too much about it, but I loved it. It was good. Um, I think a tiny bit overpriced, but oh, for how long it was. Opinion. And I yeah. watched your playthrough of it. And it's funny. I think you were maybe like 15, 20 minutes in and you're like, is this all there is to it? And yeah, I think it was right at that moment. You got to you got to upgrade on your axe or whatever. And you started. Yeah. Oh, OK. OK. I could be with this. I could see it. Yeah. And I saw a couple of people, Brandon Myers and um, Joey Splats, getting excited about it as well. So I threw yeah. a code over and to the, Brendan with on X on Xbox. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. The um, the puzzles get more challenging or at least they did for me because maybe I'm just <laughs> I'm not the best at puzzles. <laughs> so. You know, and it's one of those situations. Games like this are a challenge for me because unlike something like Zelda, where I can if I can't figure out a puzzle, I'll just move on to something else. Mm -hmm. This game is so linear that if you can't figure out the puzzle, you're just stuck there (laughs) until you figure it out. Uh, And I was just like, okay, well, I'm just and especially when I'm recording it. And I'm like, how long do I sit here before I so it was finally just like, I've got to pause this recording and I got to run around and see if I can figure out what to do because this is its too much. My brain can't process. But it was really good. It was really good. It was like, uh, I think it was like $12.99 for oh, me. Yeah, that's a, yeah. $12.99. So it's, it's like maybe at like the $7.99. Yeah, maybe three or four. dollars <laughs> price point. Yeah. yeah. It would have been, that, you know? That's the price to go see a movie at a movie theater. And you yeah. got a little bit mm-hmm. more value than that out of this. So I'd say that's True. a win. True. And it says Lumberjack is so, so cute. It's 10 pounds here. Over in the UK, thinks it's worth more like six pounds. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, very, that's probably like that's probably like thirty or forty Canadian dollars, right, John? Like that. I don't right, even especially know, Especially after man. taxes and I stuff. That's we got it. It's a it's second mortgage on your house, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> <and we> just, <laughs> exactly. 
We got freaking loopholes over here, You just really here, need lumbier jack, so, you know, why not? Yes. Right? Our monopoly money. We need a lot of it. Um, All right. Ryan, I want to I want to give a quick shout out to um, Brendan Myers is crushing it in the Mario Strikers clubs. He is playing like dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of games, earning all the points for the Carpool Gaming Club. And if you guys want to jump into that, jump into our discord. Um, I some for some reason, I'm still playing this game. You guys like I'm playing a lot of Mario Strikers apparently on this online thing. And um yeah, that, that's probably all I'll say about that. I, I just want to throw a little shade over to the House of Mario. You guys thought you could bring it. You ain't got nothing. All right. And at some point, Ooh. we got to figure out how to have like the clubs actually in the same division. There's a whole there's a big problem with clubs and strikers, probably not to anybody's surprise. But it seems like 60 percent of the clubs that are starting aren't playing any of the games at all. So maybe into season two, maybe we'll get a little something, something there, but definitely want to give a shout out to Brennan Myers, who's putting in the time, man. So come on yeah, in. I lo- yeah. I love it, especially too, because you guys are just keeping the club warm. So like later this year when the game's complete, keeping it warm I, and I go out and buy the game, I join in the, you know, the club's, <laughs> you, you know, really well leveled up at that point. Oh you my know, gosh. Just at the perfect time. Um, well, if this direct is any indication, Ryan, we're not going to be playing many of these games much longer. I think the if there was a drought at all this year, it's probably well, over. I don't know, Sean. I'm going to correct you real quickly because most of these games are 2023 and we'll get into it. Good point. So there, There is that. To, to, there's lots of games for next year, I think, to look forward to. But uh, but there's some interesting stuff this holiday. But real quick, I want to touch on, you know, what I've been playing because I have been playing Switch games, you guys. Mm, I even wow. brought props. So I'm excited about that. Okay. <laughs> so first off, I've, I've been playing this game right here, Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. Nice. It, you know, as a huge Fire Emblem fan, even though I don't really love Musos, I played the demo and was really, you know, into the demo. So I, it actually, you know, dis- forced me to basically go out and buy the full game. And I've actually really been really enjoying my time with this one. I've, of course, joined the Black Eagles because they're, of course, the best house to join and having a lot of fun with Fire Emblem Warriors. <laughs> um, as Sean knows, I'm playing so many games right now. Just like this one, <laughs> AI, the Somnium Files, Nirvana Initiative, Look at like, that which of thing. course we have in, in fantasy. This is the collector's edition. I actually filmed an unboxing video for this. That's nice. going to go live probably today. Um, and uh, this game's really awesome as well. This It's a detective game uh, where you're going around solving mysteries and it's very anime. So, of course, it's totally up my alley. And uh, I loved the first game. So, but super stoked that we finally have the sequel here. This just came in yesterday. What's in that? What? Why the large case? What What comes in that thing? So there's actually a, a figure in here um, of one of the characters. There's also an art book, a soundtrack, and the game itself. And so a toilet paper cool roll. And and toilet paper roll. <laughs> just just help out. Um, and then, of course, I've been to, playing two really good Switch games, but on Xbox. Um, I've been playing the Capcom Fighting Collection. Uh, I finished all the games in that, and there Good should be a video out, uh, sometime, <laughs> sometime later this week. Um, and then I also played Sonic Origins on <laughs> Xbox. I, I got, I, I beat all the games. I got the thousand gamer score for that. Um, so I'm, I'm going to not dive into those. Um, because I'm, I'm uh, filming the videos for those later this afternoon. So you'll have extra miles for those later this week as well. So you I are know. unstoppable, man. I'm like, I played a little bit of Mario Strikers. I'm pretty proud of that. Like, I'm still, I'm really stretched <laughs> out the valley. I beat an hour and a half game. <laughs> I, I told you this week and last week, very much Ryan Turford weeks for games. Oh so, my God. So Argo and Garrett both like, does Ryan even sleep at the exact same time? Garrett wow. knows. I just don't sleep. So Ryan is go. fueled by the weeb. 
by the weeb stuff. This is awesome. I'm happy for you, man. That's awesome. I'm actually really glad that at least somebody on the show has played Fire Emblem because I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling kind of bad that I haven't played it. And and mm. I remember looking at those Muso games thinking like they're just brainless, like just go, you know, slash through a thousand enemies. Then I played a couple like demos and stuff. I'm like, I don't think I'm smart enough for these games. I can't figure them out. I fail yeah. a lot at them. Like, I actually think you need to you need to have that sorted out. So good on you, man. Especially with Fire Emblem 2, because there's a definitely a layer of strategy there. That's as too much. To a lot of Musos, because it is based off a of strategy game. So it makes sense for. What the, you are know, you all saying? Musos? Yeah, it's like, yeah. like the, what are they? What is the original one? The Warriors? Dragon Quest Warriors? Yeah, yeah no, uh, Dynasty Warriors. Dynasty Warriors. Thank you. They did it. Didn't they yeah. do a Dragon mm-hmm. Quest Warriors? They did. That they was did the first one. And they're on Switch. Yeah, yeah. So Ryan just the one where it's like hundreds of enemies and you're just whacking just at sl- them. Yeah. That, well, that's what okay. I thought. I thought you were just like taking a sword and just like, you know, Sauron, yeah. just like smashing them through. Yeah, literally just mash on the Y button and then just kill the, like just slash. But yeah, there's like okay. objectives around the maps and you got to like figure out your yeah. paths and stuff like that. I don't know. I can't. I fail yeah. a lot. With Fire, Fire Emblem, it's just me and Donnie Reese playing that game at this point. But uh, I'm happy if, for you if, guys. If you want to see screenshots, you just have to go on our Discord because Donnie just keeps Donnie, them there. crushing it. Yeah. Donnie. Yeah. He also joined it. the Black Eagles too, because Johnny also knows what's up. I joined. What is it? The gotcha. what are the Lions? Are they called the, the Blue, Blue Lions? The Blue Lions. I picked them because yeah. of the Detroit Lions, which I have no real affinity for that NFL team, but it looks. It reminds me of something in real life. So there you go. Easily better than Strikers, says Donnie Reese. It it yeah. seems a little bit more thought out. Anyway, <laughs> it seems like an Donnie's actual not wrong. fully fleshed out game. So I mean. For yeah. the same price, you get. I think you get way more value with uh, with Fire Emblem for at least right now. Anyways, I think Strikers will be a great game. You know, towards the end of the year when there is more content. But Happy see. with the story, Ryan? Yeah, I, I, they are doing yeah. kind of this like uh, alternate ties tale in. where yeah, it ties in where you're actually fighting against Byleth, the the main character from Three Houses. She's fighting against like Byleth in this game. Yeah, like you're you're against her in this game. Is it but because there's, of there's all the? In, there's an in-game reason for that that they talk about. Because again, it's like an alternate universe take on three houses. Oh, I thought it was all the transgressions as the uh, as the teacher in the school. You know, all the students, all the relations. You shouldn't have yeah. relations with students. Oh my god! What does Fire Emblem do? You're the teacher, and they're the students, and you're like going on romancing things. It's a mess. So yeah, kill the teacher, <laughs> just like in just like in uh, Persona. Wow. Yeah. It's a exactly. common thread. <laughs> You're not wrong because that's I'm actually what you do in that game. I'm trying really hard, Court, not to fall asleep here. <laughs> <laughs> Someone get Kato a Dr. Pepper style. I, I do need one. Okay, let's jump into the things that were announced during the direct today, or all the things they covered, I guess. So I guess I'm just going to go down the list here, and y'all can jump in if there's something that you want to discuss or talk <laughs> about with any of these sure. games. It's a dangerous so, approach. <laughs> I know. So first, they showed Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. There's a demo available now, and they showed like a full... Um, a roadmap. Roadmap, yeah, yeah. Roadmap for this game. So not for me. Which I'm going to be saying about a lot of these, but uh, what do y'all think of this? Yeah, same. Not for me. I, 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 as much as I love RPGs, like Monster Hunters never really grabbed me. And, you know, Sunbreak is just a big expansion for a game that just didn't really grab me. Um, it's cool that they're supporting with a lot of content going into next year, it looks like. But um, yeah, Monster Hunter fans are going to eat this up, but not really for anyone here, I don't think. Yeah, kind of a yeah. standard start, especially for Partner Directs. We're going to get a Monster Hunter thing probably for the next 17 years, so... That's okay. How do you think this one's going to run knowing how poorly 
This is an expansion, too. so I think people Ran. have it, anybody who's played it has an idea, and I don't think I've heard anything catastrophic. Yeah, I was gonna say Rise ran the ball on Switch specifically because because they didn't really have like the big open city that uh, stories had, okay. which is where the performance issues kind of came in with that game. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, and then we saw Near Automata into the World Edition, which comes out October sixth. Yes, let's Ryan's go. Excited. Sean and I said this during the show, but do not sleep on Near Automata. Mm-hmm. That game is amazing. Um, I, I mean, I played it on PlayStation Four when it first came out in 2017, so five years ago, but. Um, that game's so good. Like it's a it's a, like a really fast action game that mixes a bunch of genres together. There's top down shooting sections. There's open world exploration sections. Um, there's all kinds of you know great you know landmarks and boss fights and stuff. So this game's awesome. Definitely play October six if you've never played it before. I think Switch is going to be a great place to play. Definitely, yeah. It plays so smoothly. The opening hour is one of the best opening hours in a video game. Period. It's just so surprising. It's very weird. It's very strange. So beware. But yeah, I was actually very surprised to see this on Switch. It seems too too um, demanding, actually. So kind of a nice like ooh little surprise there. Totally for Kato. Can't wait for you to play it. Yeah, it makes me wonder, yeah. like, all of this stuff that they were showing, is this actually Switch footage? Yeah, we're going to have to, or like... Or is it just, like... We'll see. <laughs> this didn't I mean, look like it was running, like, at half the resolution, I will say. So Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Like, I, I definitely noticed there was a resolution dip, so I imagine that this was Switch footage that we saw. Okay. All right, and then we saw Lorelei and the Laser Eyes, the murder mystery game, which comes out next year sometime yeah. um i'm not a murder mystery person so yeah it's in black and Meh. white and it had a whole bunch of like neon colors and stuff like every once in a while it, it uh it looks interesting but yeah like I, i'm in in the camp where like sometimes these games are, are fun but sometimes you know they can totally put me to sleep so you know if i want to sleep i play a game like this i guess sometimes uh to answer some <laughs> questions in chat earlier about if i want to sleep so. i play this. yeah so i mean this game is like, eh, it's fine. It exists. That's usually the camp I lump it in. Sean? Add that quote to their box art. It exists. If I want to sleep, I play Damn, this. Damn, you guys are harsh. <laughs> Annapurna is a producer of, of indie games that are always slanted to the little weird, little strange. Um, they will always catch my attention. And this this game itself really reminds me that these partner directs are kind of more on the adult side of nintendo like this is this is definitely a 25 26 minute rundown of games that aren't necessarily for your kids like let's be honest here so i'm intrigued i want to learn more but yeah it looks it looks weird and i can understand why that's not for everybody but it looks cool yeah yep and then we had super bomberman r2 which comes out next year i actually bomberman was one of the games that i got on launch day of the switch mm-hmm. and I played it twice and I was just like, this is not, not for me, but I remember loving Bomberman so much yeah. as a kid. So I'm like, is it just, this game is terrible or is it just me? Am I, <laughs> am I yeah. terrible? I don't know, but no, the, I also bought, bought it at launch as well. I had played it originally at like the switch preview event ahead of launch and was like, okay, this will be fun. I'll, I'll buy it when it comes out, when when the Switch launches. And uh, no, it was no bueno. It was not. A, it did. The mm. finished product was not a very good game. It just not, didn't run well. And it just 
didn't have the, the Bomberman modes you were kind of hoping for from from previous games, because we used to um, gather around my friend Scott's keyboard and all play the PC version of Bomberman together with a bunch of six controllers hooked up to his computer somehow. Um, and you used to have a, a ton of fun times playing Bomberman. So I am ex- more optimistic for this one because um, there was a Stadia version of this that came out and it, believe it or not, was actually really fun and they improved on a lot of stuff hmm. um, from the Switch release. So I am hopeful that Konami... Um, puts a lot more work into this one and kind of takes what they learned from the Stadia version, you know, implements that in in the sequel. So I am hoping that this turns out a lot better than the first Switch game. But we'll see. Do y'all I, think that this is one of those games that they're going to just continue to create no matter what? Or do oh you yeah. think sales impact it? I, I think it sold really well, actually, for a Switch. Mm-hmm. So I, that's, what I, well, that's why I think Kanabi is sticking with it. That's what I was going to say. But do you think it only sold well because it was... There were launch. not very many games that came out at the launch. Yeah. It was like oh. Zelda, Bomberman, you know, one, two switch and just dance or something. Yeah. 100%. So. That's the whole reason why, like we were hearing about, you know, the one, two switch sequel as well, where it's like no one's yeah. clamoring for it. And yet it's because it sold well at launch. So there is that element of it. But again, also it's found new life because of the Stadia version where apparently that's one of the best selling games on Stadia as well. Wow. So I, I think that's the idea where Konami is like sees something with the Bomberman franchise and it's going to continue doing it. Gotcha. I have nothing to add on Bomberman. I, I've rewatched the trailer <laughs> 15 times while we've been chatting about this game. And, <laughs> it just looks like the same exact game. Anyway, well, we see a ton of it. Too. Okay. Not, not to disparage it, just that that's probably enough about Bomberman. Now here's yeah. the next one, which Ryan Turford is very excited I'm so about. So glad you're here, dude. Mega yeah. Man Battle Network Collection, which comes out next year. Yeah, I could care less about Mega Man, but I've seen Ryan Turford play Mega Man a thousand times. I feel like. So yeah. I, don't know. I, I love Mega Man. It's one of my all time favorite gaming franchises. And for folks that don't know what Mega Man Battle Network is, it was this, it was a RPG, like a strategy RPG take on the Mega Man franchise. Um, I, I don't really love the stories in those games because it basically has this like teenage boy is going to this virtual world where he becomes like Mega Pokemon. Man. Um, which I, I'm, I'm not in love with. That, that is Pokemon. It. Oh, it's true. That, that looks exactly true. like. It. And how many games were there? There's a bunch of games there's, in this collection. There's ten. Now there were only five in, to- or sorry, six in total. But uh, a few of those games had like red and blue kind of versions of them. Oh, okay. Um, so that's why there's ten in total. So um, there, the, a couple of them are going to be like the re- the blue version and the the Proto Man version and the Mega Man version of you know that particular game. So, Very interesting. Yeah, ten games in total. 2023, if Matt Sawinski was here right now, like I said, he would be jumping up and down out of his seat when he saw that announcement. Um, I can't wait to hear from him, actually, whenever uh, he talks about it on the PlayStation Drive this week. But yeah, these games are actually really great if you like strategy RPGs, um, like triangle strategy. Uh, and uh, I think there you yeah, go, Kato. checking out. There we so, go. There you, yeah. go. <laughs> you buried the lead, right? And that's what Kato needed to hear. That's what me. That's me trying to sell Kato on the idea of. of yeah, no, absolutely not. Sean, are you interested in this at all? On to Pac-Man. No, nope, on to next. Okay, Pac-Man. <laughs> Pac-Man World Repack comes out August 26th. I'm actually slightly interested Same in this. Same here. <laughs> but, yeah. but not at a $60 price point. Same. I'm not going to pay $60 for this. If it's in the $30 to $40, I'll consider it. Because some of it looks like garbage in the trailer to me. Oh, yeah, it like this like... little track section <laughs> looks yeah, the like Ryan's World track game or whatever. You know, it's just but some of it looks good. Some of the side scrolling stuff, it looks pretty good. Um, 
But again, <laughs> why would I play this if I can just go play Donkey Kong? Tropical mm. Freeze. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like what? This looks way easier. I'll say that much. But yeah. it, it yeah. does look like just, I don't know, looks like a fun time. It, do- it totally depends on price. Probably wait for a sale. Um, yeah. It reminds me of a time when they were just trying to, like, they, it seemed like they were just trying to figure out what to do with Pac-Man. And they were trying everything. And now I seem to be, like, generally okay with just the original arcade being what Pac-Man right. is. Right. But now that they do it this, actually, it's like, okay, I don't care about it. Like, I mean, I don't care that they, they do something different. It's actually okay. Whereas before, I thought, like, you don't know what you're doing with this franchise. And that always detracted me from trying anything new. I mean, there, you have to look no further than that Pac-Man uh, collection plus that we played, Sean, where literally right. like every game in there was like a different interpretation of Pac-Man. And I think actually that game, the original Pac-Man world is in there because this is a, a, a like a remake or a remastered version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely looks more on the remake side because the, the some of the the, the 3D track like race car track stuff is, is definitely new. Um, so it looks like there's ad they're adding a lot of stuff to this game. Um, it was a game that I just didn't really like when it came out for the reasons Sean talked about where, again, it just felt very kind of experimental yeah. where they didn't really know what to do with Pac-Man. So maybe a remake is the way to go with this game. And I am hoping for the best with this one, but I'm, I'm kind of in the same camp as you guys. You know, we'll we'll wait for reviews and um, it, depending on the price, I, I might wait on this one. Yeah, but. I feel like this will be on sale for Black Friday. So maybe I'll just wait until then. Yeah. Or if it comes to Xbox, it might be on Game Pass, too. So there's that True. to consider. And then I can just play it on my Steam Deck. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> okay, next up, Blanc, which is a black and white co-op style animal game with a uh, fawn and fox, it looks like. Looks so cute. This is one of those games I'm literally just going to buy it for the art. And then it'll sit on my home screen. On my <laughs> no, I'll play it. We can play I together. Play we could, we could actually do it. We say that. I don't know how many times we say we could play games together and then obviously and then we don't. never have. <laughs> like, I don't think it's happened once. This is one of those games like Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Yeah. Where it looks like you're going to have to play together. You um, think so? I, I don't it know. It does look how like that. Gonna, yeah. Is it, it online? Yep. They, they said so. Yeah. yeah couch so. and co-op okay. or couch and online co-op playing together. A wonderful logo, wonderful art style. Um, this, to Aww. me, this is almost like one of the games of the show. One of the top three best games. I so did, especially that I didn't know about it. Nice little surprise. Looks simple and it's and elegant in its design. Very smooth. Perfect for Switch. Like, I am totally here for Blanc. I think it's, yeah. is it French though? Do you say the C, Ryan? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't know why you're asking me about this. I don't know enough My about French. My fellow Canadian, you're closer to Quebec than me. <laughs> You see this, yeah. but I, I took one French cra- class in my life. It was in grade nine, and, and I automatically passed because I had never taken French before. Fair. So, okay. There you go. I mean, in Texas, they don't teach you French, Sean. But uh, no, Blanc, <laughs> I can already tell just from the logo and just the style of that game, like, there, it's going to be really sad. It's going to hit you in the feels. And yeah. I, don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm mentally prepared for that. But February 2023, it's, it's still a little bit farther away, but... Uh, it looks interesting. To, to your guys' point, I think of the new games, it's definitely one of the best looking mm-hmm. games we saw today, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then we got Return of Monkey Island, which I don't really care about. <laughs> Kato hates this direct so yeah. much. <laughs> uh, I didn't hate it. I'm happy for everybody else. And there are some things I like. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So Return of Monkey Island is the sequel 
to Secret of Monkey Island 2, which is an old, old, old PC game um, that was remastered on Xbox 360. And I believe both the first one and the second one are backwards compatible if you saw this trailer and were interested in playing the older games to kind of catch up with the story. Um, they are backwards compatible if you have a Series X or a One X. Um, but I think that they're like fun comedic pirate adventure games. Yeah. Um, they're very like old school point and clicky though. Um, so I'm, and we didn't really see any indication from this trailer whether or not um, they're going to be a little more modernized as far as, you know, some of the logic that they put in. Cause this it is didn't show one any of those- gameplay at all. Like the, and, and really didn't even show off exactly what you're talking about, which is how witty and funny and well-performed these games have been in the past. So I definitely yeah. want to still check that out. I'm glad that this is here. I was surprised Ryan uh, console exclusive. I don't know if we knew that already, but kind of, kind of weird. Yeah, I was not expecting yeah. it to be Switch exclusive, but uh, and it's coming out later this year, which we knew about. I'm a little surprised we didn't see a date for this yet, but uh, I'm excited for this one. Like, I, I know that even though I don't really like pirates, you know, Monkey Island is one of those games that kind of, you know, defied my dislike for pirates. Mm. And, and, you know, I was still able to wow. enjoy it, you know, despite that, um, because of the writing. Um, high was, praise. Was definitely the main reason behind it. So um, <laughs> I am hoping that this game's really good, but I'm trying to keep my expectations in check because, you know, it's not the, the same people working on this one. And I, I just hope they get this one right. Yeah. Yep. The art style looks cool, though. I like the art style for this game. Yeah, it's a good art style. OK, and then we got the the leak, the leaked yep. game, um, which is it real. I mean, of all the games to leak, like I yeah. could have leaked this. Mario and <laughs> Rabbids Sparks of Hope coming October 20th. And there's going to be a uh, Ubisoft showcase tomorrow for Sparks of Hope specifically. So if you want to get more information about it, it will be there. It looks so good. Mm-hmm. It looks so good. I need to finish the first one before this comes out, which probably won't That's happen. totally going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It won't. You can That's stream okay. it. The first okay. game is great, and I don't know that um, a huge amount of people have played it. If you miss it, you owe it to yourself to play it, but this is a really good time to jump on in. This is like the most accessible turn-based strategy tactics game probably ever. Um, looks so great. It's still amazing to me that Nintendo has partnered with Ubisoft on this. Like this is this is a Mario game not made by Nintendo, and that is mind blowing. And it is excellent. Um, couple big things on this one is for me, it's just that it's galaxy themed and galaxy. I just love galaxy one and two, especially the soundtrack, especially Rosalina is so great and shows up here as a Rosalina, a rabid Rosalina, which is hilarious. Her little Luma star is a rabid and everything just looks nasty. And I'm, I'm here for this day one, like, but I don't know how I'm going to do this. This is where like October is looking ridiculous, but how can I not? This, this is one of my favorite games. The original was one of my favorite games on switch. And it looks like some interesting improvements to how the combat all works, even more accessible potentially, but I'm, I'm here for it, Ryan. Yeah, same. I I loved the first game and the fact that it's galaxy themed to your point, Sean, just gets me even more excited for it because I also love galaxy as well. Like the of of the Mario 3D games, like galaxy is probably my favorite set of games in Mario's 3D escapades. Yeah. So I I am super psyched for this. I I do hope as well we get some of the music from galaxy in here because I love the the, the music from, from the galaxy series as well. And I can't wait to play this as well. Like I love the freeform movement this time around rather than kind of the the grid based music movement. I think that's a great move for a a more casual take on XCOM with this one. And uh, yeah, I'm stoked. Um, But everyone kind of assumed I probably would be because, you know, being the RPG and strategy person at the table, I'm like super excited for this one. The first game is great to your 
point. So yeah, check it out. You got bombs. You throw bombs, Kato. Yeah, I wonder if they'll have a demo of this. If not, the first one is like always on sale for super cheap at this point. So check it out on the eShop. Sell right now. Yeah, Um, because it's normally really cheap. So there's that. And then we had Little Noah Scion of Paradise, which launches today. I literally don't even remember what this was. If I'm being so honest, so this was with you. the game, the side-scrolling game where you ha- you played as a female heroine and you collect a bunch of different characters together. It's like uh, an yeah. action RPG, um, kind of reminded me of like the idea of Nino Cooney, where you're collecting a bunch of you know Pokemon-esque kind of characters and they fight alongside you in battle. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm this intrigued game by this one. It has, it has a cool art style to it as well. It kind of reminded me of like the, the character design. Kind of reminded me of something like you know Bravely Default. Yes, or something like that. Chibi. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm intri- intrigued by this one and available right now. Go, oh, go snap. Right oh, now, good. Yep. Well, hopefully yep. a demo. Hopefully a demo, too. Your okay. boy loves a demo. Hopefully a demo, too. But then we we'll had see. Railgrade, the Trains. train game where you're yep. building different train tracks. I don't know what the purpose is. Are you? I guess it's a... Is it a puzzle game where you're just building train tracks? It's, just like a, it's sim. Just a train building simulator. Something like uh, Railroad Tycoon or something like that. <laughs> okay. Not for me. Just so the trains can go on the tracks. Just so the trains can go (laughs) on the tracks and you can just stare at them going on the tracks. (laughs) You know, there you go. So if that's your thing, Ribo, then there you go. You'd be surprised how many people yeah, who are obsessed with popular. trains are out there, Kato. Like that. That's why I think that's the, the, who they're trying to appeal with with this game. I Yeah. OK, so here's my thing about this. I've never been on a train. Not that that means anything. I do not like trains. I am terrified of trains. And I remember when I first got my driver's license. So we still have a lot of train tracks where I live. And I literally froze before I had to drive over a train track because it's terrifying to me that we just rely on these little things to go up and down. And I'm like, what if it doesn't go up and down? And what can, if I don't know the train is coming? You can also and use I your looked. eyeballs. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> yeah. But a, a lot of people aren't, they don't stop. They just go and they just yeah. trust that these things are going to go up and down. And I've gotten a lot more comfortable with it, but I don't like trains and I don't like train tracks and mm-hmm. This is a no for me. I don't think you're alone so, on that, by the way. I think that's more common. So so thanks for being open and sharing. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Ryan doesn't drive at all, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually quite used to taking trains because I take trains everywhere, whether it's the subway in town or oh, yeah. the, the train to and from London, Ontario, from where I live. Trains are awesome. Visit my family. Yeah, yeah choo-choo. Mofo. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, th- this game is for no one here, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then we had RPG Time Legend of Right. Oh, which yep. comes out August 18th and you're creating your own RPG game looks yep. like within Easily reason it does it looks like you're just kind of erasing things yeah you're playing a kid and you're basically pretending to your, draw. Your journal. yeah yeah you're pretending to build an RPG yeah um, they announced this last year we finally got a date for it coming coming really soon it looks interesting but I'm a, I'm a wait and see on this one I think Sean me oh yeah same this is for you I'll, no. I'll, I'll, I'll wait and see it's such a great concept we've seen this before with like um drawn together or scribble knots and um there's another one that Jaffe did and it's such a cool concept it always catches my eye so I'll wait and see but there's there's so many games as we've too said many. there's yeah. too many games 
Then we got Sonic Frontiers. Yeah, day one. Yeah. Everyone here is excited about. Yeah. yeah. I guess I don't understand the hate on this game because it's an open world style game and Sonic moves really fast. So, of course, there's going to be game a little space. bit of pop in. So I'm just like, I don't. Yeah. That doesn't bother well, me. And they've come out and clarified that it's not an open world game. It's an open zone game. So I right. actually I would think of this game more as something like Rise of the Tomb Raider, where the, it's a smaller it's. There's kind of like a, a a bigger hub area that you're exploring that's connected to a bunch of different areas that we actually got to see for the first time in this trailer today where mm-hmm. we got to see, you know, something that looked like Casino Night Zone and another like volcano area and stuff like that. Um, so it, it, it seems like it's going to be a linear game with an open world hub um, or at least the open world is, again, going to be smaller than you know, something like Breath of the Wild's open world or something like that. Right. Dude, yeah. The loop de loop alone is sells me. Like it it should have started there actually. Like the the very real world almost like the the start of the Sonic movie. When you see the loop de loop in kind of like a realistic art style, I think that looks awesome. That's cool. I'm yeah. totally yeah. here for it. Yeah, the only thing I worry about is the technical problems because we did, you know, of course, as Garrett kind of points out, of course, there's going to be popping. Okay, That's Garrett, a thing, here is the thing. <laughs> here we go. I need to know a list of all the games that you like and that you've reviewed that also have pop in and tell me there's not some game out there that you enjoy that also experienced this. Even well Animal said. Crossing has pop in. But did you like Pokemon? Did you like, you know, there's all these games that have it. And and then it's used as like this negative thing. I love it. Despite having rave reviews for something else. Go get them. Garrett Bland. Yeah. I like how you had teacher mode on them, too. I'm going to need a list on my desk the first thing (laughs) in the morning. Someone get Kato a whiteboard. But uh, yeah, actually, to your point, Kato, like for me, it's not even the pop in that I'm worried about. It's more the frame rate issues that were reported during the preview period that I'm a little bit worried about, especially with Sonic in particular. When you're moving so fast, the frame rate is very important. If there's a lot of dips in the frame rate or if it, you know, hitches a little bit, I think that is going to feel a little bit weird to play. So that's that's what I'm worried about. If but at the same time, if they can iron that out. I think this game's going to be great, and I can't wait to see more. We have an awesome question in the chat, and it just reminds me of, like, the the spectrum of of people who listen to the show and play games, and this is one of the reasons we shouldn't really always get so hung up on this sort of thing. Uh, Silly Heather Play says, what's Poppin? A lot of people don't recognize or even understand what the heck we're even talking about. Poppin is, if I can explain it properly, is when you're playing a game and something kind of, like, just appears out of nowhere. Usually something out in the distance, and it, like, when you're, when you're seeing something realistically, it'll kind of like fade into your view but when something just sort of like there's nothing there and all of a sudden like bam it's there and it's kind of a jarring gameplay experience and people get really hung up on this sort of thing it's generally a sign that the game hasn't been optimized to play and perform very well so when it appears people point at it and they laugh at it and they say this game is worthless because of the pop-in that's generally what happens so for those of you who play animal crossing it's when you're on a really full island and the game can't render all of those things at one time so it's like if you're moving a little bit more quickly through an area you'll see those things start to literally pop in to the frame and rather than just being there it's not lag specifically it's just you're seeing them pop in after you've already entered the area which shouldn't really happen yeah it's more of a delay in loading specifically Mm -hmm. and actually it's not even just applied to objects appearing out of nowhere but also textures 
popping in as well, where sometimes you'll see an object in the distance, but it'll look kind of like rough yeah, or, fuzzy. or it'll be missing kind of textures or fuzzy as to Sean's point. So it, the texture itself will pop in and it'll get more detail. I almost don't even want to oh, tell people point. what it is, because if you don't see it, like good for you. Like, right. Keep playing. <laughs> yeah. Keep playing. Yeah. Yep. Exactly, but but I mean, People there's a game now. that we, <laughs> They're like, we there, get there's it. a game that uh, that famously we had a lot of fun with back in the day. Halo Two had a lot of pop in, Sean. There you go. Like, yeah. we well, that that's game. that's so, Kato's I mean, point. Like, it was great. One of the highest rated games on the original Xbox. So, just mm-hmm. saying. Okay, next up, Disney Dreamlight Valley comes out September sixth, and this is one uh, that I'm supposed to love, and I'm supposed to be so excited for this. I'm mildly excited for this looks cool i think i'm i think i'm a little bit turned off from this because everyone's describing it as like a disney animal crossing and it's just not that's just not what it is to me i don't know why i can't make that comparison but it just seems like one of those games i also wouldn't be shocked if there's microtransactions in this game because it's a disney game yeah but um it just seems Like there's very minimal customization as opposed to Animal Crossing, which has so much customization. Mm -hmm. Like this seems like you can place your house. I don't know. Maybe you can change a roof color, but it doesn't look like you can modify really anything. You're just walking around on this world. Um, I mean, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued, but I'm cautiously optimistic about it. I'm trying to remember like other games that are sort of like this that give you that faux sense of customization and exploration freedom and kind of thing but it's definitely like contained you know but like the, yeah. the Disney label the characters are doing a lot of heavy lifting on this one for me where I'm like yes. ooh like Ursula and ooh there's there's, <laughs> there's Buzz Light you're Moana's walking around in here. exactly like yeah, yeah. They, yeah. All, all the things um, Wally looks really cute there helping you plant a seed there at one point so yeah this is not necessarily like the most hardcore looking game but I I look at it and go like pretty good game loft I'm seeing here is the developer so I think you're going to be bang on with that microtransactions point by the yeah. way yeah or which even I am not anti microtransactions I'm just curious to see what they would be good point because like I would love <laughs> give me the microtransactions in Animal Crossing at this point seriously um, I know that's such a a bad uh, outlook or a it's negative Pandora's box right there. Opinion. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to go that direction, but I don't know. Well, don't, I don't know. Don't know what you're asking for. I'm Kato. not. I don't yeah. know if you really right. want to open that door. Right. To, to your, especially, I don't know if your wallet wants that to happen. Yeah. My wallet point. doesn't want that. I don't think <laughs> yeah. so. But yeah, this game just looks like it's a, almost like a, a simplified version of the Sims. Yeah. Um, mixed with the connect Disneyland adventure game that came to Xbox one at the beginning of, the Xbox One lunch period where you're exploring the park and talking to the Disney characters. So I think if you're in, if like, I think this is the closest we're probably going to get to the Sims on, on switch besides animal crossing. So there's you know, no like Sims that today. That's what's missing from today. Dang it. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I, I was waiting for that Sims four cloud version announcement. That was going to happen at some point. Mm-hmm. Oh, do, by the way, do we have to review our predictions? Not today, but maybe next week. Do we have to go to our prediction? Yeah, like, does we'll this count? Is, is this the next direct? Like we said, I mean, like, it's is, not fair. I agree. We got to hold <laughs> on to this for a little bit. We're we holding hold on to him for yeah. the next one. <laughs> <laughs> fair yeah. enough. <laughs> All right. I don't know if I had any third party predictions in mind. I Maybe can't I remember. Did. But okay, next up, Ryan Turford is so excited for this game that I never know if it's live alive or live a live or 
Live you just do you, Kato. You just live, say it however you want to. Living live. I don't know. This. Uh. <laughs> so what Kato's trying to get at, there's a Live Alive demo. It's out right now. It's coming out the same. Oh, the, the, the game demo. itself is coming out the same week as Xenoblade Chronicles 3. So RPG gamers, we'd be eating, we be eating good that week. I so, switch. Uh, I'm actually <laughs> Live in the Vita Loca is what Bree said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There, you thought no about it, Ricky right Martin? Or, just oh, that's yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah, there's no right or wrong way to say it, but uh, the game looks great. I'm still stoked for it, and uh, I can't wait to play the demo today. The Same. progress carries over to the full game too. They mentioned so. Um, there's also it. a reason to play the demo. It's it's very similar to the Octopath Traveler demo. Yeah. Um, in that way, so yeah, I'm stoked to play this later today. What does the what name doing. mean? Don't worry about it. It's a, okay. It was a Japanese-only game at one point. Dangerous here. question. Make any sense. What is, I don't it's get a it. command. You have to live alive, obviously. I, I, I mean, I'm into RPGs, and I don't even know. Okay. So. Nonsensical. Well, there's that. Then we got um, Doraemon, Story of Doraemon. Seasons. Yeah. Doraemon, Story of Seasons. I love Story of Seasons. The way it looks. It's so cute. Farming. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. So much farming I'm, in this I'm direct. Intrigued. They should have called this the farming direct. I know. I'm intrigued by this. Yeah. Like, look at those big turnips. Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> Reminded me of it's Mario so 2, the way he just like put it up over yeah. his head too. Yep. Yeah, you got two this player mode. Cute. You can go fishing. You go farming. We could play this together, but probably not. You got windmills in the distance. I looks mean, very cute. That main character guy looks a little bit strange in this world. So cliche, right? Such a such yeah, a trope to have like, just like a yeah. some sort of Muppet following you around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, see, anytime you put Dorybot so, in the real world, it looks weird. Yeah, <laughs> I guess yeah. so. Yeah, no, this looks cool. I actually when does when when is this coming out? This comes out September sixth. Oh my gosh! How how that's like right before Splatoon and three days before Splatoon. Not that long after Xenoblade, not that long after Live Alive, Live Live in the Vita Loca. Goodness great. That's the that is the dang name of that game from now on. This is what we need to do next week is we need to go over. okay everything we know and what we're buying. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, definitely. Classic. We'll do that. Classic. I'll I'll make sure to have the the spreadsheet updated for you. I love it. Perfect. Yeah, looks good. Okay, next up. Minecraft Legends comes out next year. I'm intrigued. Pay attention. I don't understand the art style of Minecraft, really. Mm. Like, it's so blocky. <laughs> it's so blocky compared like to Dragon Quest Builders. I know that's yeah. the point, And I just, my brain can't process it. But they, I'm intrigued. Like, if I was going to play one, I'm intrigued by this one. Looks really cool. Minecraft Dungeons pigs. is so, so good. I love what they do because to your point, yeah, the, the the visuals are so simplistic. But every now and then they add like some lighting effects to it. And like just the draw distance there is really powerful. And it all looks it looks better than it should. Like this looks like yeah. a 3D 8 bit game and somehow it looks pretty good and has run really smooth, especially with like Minecraft Dungeons. And I'm I'm glad to see what they're doing with this um with this franchise, because I'm not going to get into Minecraft until like Lincoln gets into it. And then maybe he can teach me how to do this whole thing. So I'm glad that I can mm-hmm. be jump into this world and in gameplay styles that are familiar to me. And this is as close as I think we're going to get to some sort of Dragon Quest builders. That's exactly what this looks like to me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, I'm actually more excited about this one after playing something like Minecraft Dungeons, because I think the Minecraft side games, I think, are more exciting to me than just my, the main Minecraft games. So. Yeah, I'm actually 
stoked to hear more about this one next year. I'd love to know what the gameplay loop actually is for this game yeah. and what you're actually doing. Because, you know, they've showed the build off the building and, and some of the adventuring stuff, but we don't really know how that connects together. Um, right. So I'm, I'm curious to learn more, but it's coming out next year. I imagine that this is like a August or July game for next year. Yeah. So I, wow. I'm, ex- I'm excited to see more. Okay, and then we got Dragon Quest Treasures. <laughs> so just, close. This right before that, it mm-hmm. just makes me mad, honestly. This Dragon Quest game, I would play if there was nothing else to play. <laughs> Put looks, that on the box. You know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'd play this if there's no other games. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looks good. It, it, it's a Dragon Quest game, you know, like... It comes out December 9th, yeah. um, if you're interested. It's just yeah, your typical Dragon Quest, in my opinion. Well, it's not really. It's it's a action RPG where it's all about <laughs> collecting monsters and then basically taking those monsters back and selling them for, for money, essentially, or, you know, artifacts back. Like, it's very treasure base where you're you're scouring the lands for, for treasure stuff like that. So it, it is going to be different from the traditional Dragon Quest games. They announced this last year during the Dragon Quest showcase when they announced Dragon Quest 12 and Dragon Quest 3 HD, which I'm actually a little sad we didn't see here today because that's a game I'm actually very much looking forward to. Um, but Treasure looks pretty good. I, I'm hoping it's good. I don't know if this is a day one for me, but uh, I'll definitely be keeping my eye on this one for sure. Sean, I, I don't have anything no, to add. No, okay. no, I'm I'm here. I I don't know. No, Sean doesn't I, I'm care here for about it. any no, of this I stuff. I do. I do. <laughs> Sorry, I really do. This game looks really good. And December might actually work out in his favor. There's a weird thing that happens after November 30th where we forget everything else that happened and by the lone December game, and that's a maybe a, a good spot for it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then, Portal Companion Collection available today, which is exciting. I like a good portal. Nice surprise, too. Portal's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a potato on the gun. I didn't yep. know that. There so is there is a, port, have a potato in Portal 2. That's a central part of the story. I wonder how much it is. Is it expensive? Probably not too expensive. We got to go yeah. check that out. Yeah. They had a whole I'm montage of games, games here. Yeah. I'm glad that they, this game's on Switch, though. And uh, for those that haven't played Portal before, go play you Portal. check this one out as well if you like uh, puzzle games. It's really fun. Yeah. JB then says 20 one. bucks for that game. Okay. That's not bad. That's perfect price. Yeah. Yeah. Then we had one that I'm really excited about, Harvestella, which is a farming RPG game, RPG game which comes out uh, November 4th. And this looks so good. Mm-hmm. The farming, and I like I like a good RPG game and I like the I like the mixture of them. So, it looks good. I think I'm going to get it. It reminds me of like a 3D version of Stardew Valley where you're you're yeah. harvesting Good your point. crops and then you go, yeah. you the, go to the dungeons and do action RPG combat. So. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, good comparison. I love that. It looks gorgeous. Yeah. No, I'm here for it. Is it exclusive? I don't know if we saw that as is exclusive to Nintendo. They didn't mention it here and and we haven't seen the press release yet. I haven't gone to look. So. Did we'll you see November? We'll is this game coming out? November. November 4th. That's wild. Like, I I don't know that we've heard about this game before. So, like, comes out of nowhere, coming out in a couple months. That's kind of, this is what we like. More of this, please. Yeah. I would also like to point out that uh, Rancher Ribo is very excited about this in the chat. (laughs) As he should be. Definitely. Yeah. Which is, okay, so that comparison is interesting because I still haven't gotten into Stardew. And I think it's because of the 
RPG elements that I don't want to get into Stardew. Mm. So it's interesting that I am intrigued by this one. Well, we but just learned know. from your bias against Minecraft that maybe it's the art style. Yeah. I think so. It might be. And that's fair to say. Like, that's that's just what it is. <laughs> I hate trying. But I, when I look at it, I'm like, ooh, I like that. I like the way it looks. Maybe I just don't like playing it myself in that art style. Triangle Strategy was maybe. a bit of a bit of a different case, I think. A lot no, of talking. It just, it's a lot of talking. It is a lot of talking, even for someone like me who likes a lot of talking. Walk with already downloaded Portal. Look at that. Good on you. Already on it. Okay. Last but not least, Portal, not Portal, Persona (laughs) is finally coming to the Switch. Persona 5 Royal comes October 21st, and then Persona 4 Golden and Persona 3 Portable are coming sometime next year. Uh, They didn't announce. We assume. Anyway. Mm -hmm. We've been screaming about this for years. Persona needs to be on Switch. Everybody who's everybody who played it on Vita knows this. These games need to be on portable. This is perfect. The exclusivity is over. We knew this was coming to Xbox uh, thanks to the showcase a couple weeks ago. So, Ryan, I don't think that you were very surprised to see this show up here at the end. I was I was more I was more surprised that Persona 5 Royal specifically was here because, you know, that is a current gen game. Maybe there was a reason why it couldn't run on Switch. But no, I'm glad to see it here, even though, again, the original Persona 5 was a PS3 game as well as PS4. Um, They did add a lot of technical elements to Royal that could prevent it from coming to Switch. So I'm glad that they found a way to make it work on Switch. And yeah, to your point, Sean, I think it's the perfect game for this type of platform especially you know a hundred hour rpg with royal and then the other two games golden and uh persona 3 portable are a little more manageable in length um mm. and they're coming sometime next year <laughs> um but they're but at the same time sean i have to ask you this would you actually buy these on switch knowing they're coming to game Pass? it's like, a, that's what, a tough what's your take on that this? is a tough call man because they're game pass game like you don't pay for there's three games you don't have to pay for i already have game pass until like 2047 or whatever it is like i i am set but i literally just said and declared and i stand by it like these games on switch are perfect because I, when i played persona 4 i primarily played it on the go and actually even with like breath of the wild like most of my 70 some odd hours into breath of the wild were on switch so the portability of the switch can never be understated and especially with a game like this this announcement being three games i don't know ryan this like in total Somebody should add up the hours of gameplay because they're so RPG heavy. There's probably a thousand hours worth of games that they announced here. Sean, your boy, Ryan Turford, has actually finished all three of these games. So I can actually tell you that there's about, you know, 250 hours of game. Just with the persona. Yeah. So I mean, like the whole direct, like there's probably a thousand hours worth of of game with Live Alive and all the Minecrafts and all the all the stuff. Actually, believe it or not, the, the biggest game here is probably Mega Man Battle Network Collection because there's 10 games in there and they're all yeah. too it's many so. hours. People should not sleep on Persona. Kato, are you like you're we can't get you playing I, anything else. You got play I Persona. played Persona 4 Golden on my Vita. Oh, yeah. And I really enjoyed it. Um, I didn't finish it, obviously, because I've never finished anything in my life. And um, <laughs> Lumber but Jack. I'm intrigued by this. Um, but, you know, what would solve all your problems, Sean Capri. My is a Steam Deck is a Steam yeah, Deck. Yeah, then you wouldn't have to worry about paying for these games because you'd have them portably. I guess on your so. Steam Deck. I, well, that that through, just does it. Yeah. Through. Why don't Xbox I not game play Pass. them for free on the consoles that I have? Why don't I go and spend a thousand dollars on a Steam Deck so that I can <laughs> then play the game for free? Dollars. Eh, Canadian thousand dollars for us Canadians. Canadian dollars. Wow. wow. 
yeah. Well, it's expensive. You know, it's an option. Do you think, yeah, um, Kato, would this have landed as big if we didn't already know about this from Xbox? Like, or I don't even know if you were really paying attention to the Xbox show. Like, did um, you- I think it would have been a bigger deal. Yeah. If we didn't know, know about it already. Yeah. This is kind of um, like, a, oh yeah, here it is. Same thing with rabbits. Rabbits, unfortunately leaked yeah. before. And it's like, oh, yeah, there yeah, it is. Y'all yeah. kind of stop doing that. It if was you're Ubisoft. here and you're listening. Ubisoft like put stop. it on their website. Like it wasn't even like a, it, oh, I hate it when that stuff happens. But it's just every time. Mm-hmm. Like if you're someone who leaks stuff, just stop. But then, because yeah. I, it's, mm. it's so lame. Then people shared it. Like my, I was just kind of like casually like strolling through Twitter and people were like, here's a picture of the game right. and the release date. Like, oh man, like that would have been a good, a nice yeah. moment. But it's just it, this desire to be first about everything. It's just exhausting. Agreed. And I'm like, just, just stop. Let's just, everyone needs to just take <laughs> okay. a step back, breathe, take a deep breath. Calm down. You don't everybody. have to be first. Mm-hmm. Well, stop. That's not going to yeah, change. That's my opinion. So and going back to what you're talking about with the persona announcement, Sean, you could definitely tell <laughs> Donnie, from when we were watching the live stream here, like my reaction at the Xbox event when we were right next to each other versus my reaction to the persona news. Totally. Like, I definitely. It was definitely much more muted this time because I definitely agree with you. I think that it would have been so much of a bigger announcement if it was just here instead of at Xbox. But it was also too because it was at Xbox. I think it actually had a bigger impact because. Yeah. Those are these were games that I would have like they made sense sense in your mind to to come to switch. But for Xbox, I never imagined they would ever come. But also these uh, are three separate games. That's the big difference here on Nintendo is like you're buying each one of these individually. Like they are announced as a package as far as like they they were bundling the announcement of them. But they're three separate games. You're going to buy three different titles here. What do you think the price point will be? I think Persona 5 is a $60 game. I think it's a full full price price. game. Yeah, I think so. The other ones, yeah. though, $40? They also they also confirmed yesterday, um, Atlas was interviewed about this, and they mentioned that all the DLC from Persona 5, all the cosmetic DLC, is included with the, the Switch version. That's why it's $60. Version. So there, that's why it'll be the $60 price point. Um, whereas I think Persona 4, Golden, and Portable will actually be much cheaper. I think that they're going to be in the, especially with what the pricing with Golden on PC when that was 20 bucks. Um, I imagine it'll be a little bit more than that for the console version, but not too much more. Yeah. So I'd say probably $30 for each of those games. Okay. That's not terrible. Royal is definitely probably going to be 60 <laughs> Straight up terrible. <laughs> so overall, how do y'all feel about this direct? Too many games. Do you think, I would say, do you think everyone being so grumpy about it was warranted? Never. It or, never is. Ew. It yeah. never, never is. But people don't get their... Um, Metroid, definitely not Metroid 4. Kato, I'm sorry. No, no Metroid. Uh, what's the other one everybody was expecting? Oh, I mean, GoldenEye was one of them. Yeah, GoldenEye was definitely one of them. But there was also some notable omissions as well. Some, stuff like Sea of Stars, which I've been like yeah, stoked no to Hollow see Knight. more information about or a release date. That was in here. Hollow Knight, yeah. yeah. I saw a lot of people get their hopes up about that one, and that wasn't there. Um, there's some other stuff as well. But for overall, I think this was a good showcase. Like, there was, I think there was... Not as much diversity in games that, mm. that were to say that there was enough for something here for everybody. Yeah. But I do think there was it was a good selection of games. A lot of RPGs, as we kind of expected going into this. But then a lot of like really interesting takes on games stuff like Blanc or L'Oreal and the Laser Eyes. Like, you know, the, I, I love seeing kind of those there, even though so uh, L'Oreal and the Laser Eyes, for example, is not really a game for me. I did like to see 
you know, some diversity in the lineup here. So I think there was some good stuff here. I'm I overwhelmed feel like by sports it. story will be so Ribo's talking about sports story. I feel like that'll be in an indie direct, right? Yeah, and they yeah, yeah that game seems to be just taking its time. No yeah. fire emblem. Yeah, no and like no first party stuff. Like people wanted to see Nintendo first party, so we just got a bunch of Capcom, Square Enix, and et cetera kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, we knew that. Totally. And I I'm I, I rarely come out of these things kind of grumpy, even if I'm not going to be playing every single one of these things. Um, I I was just thinking back to when everybody was getting grumpy about it. Like, I remember back in the Wii U days, we would have killed for a third party direct. Like, are you kidding me? Like an entire 25 minutes of stuff that Nintendo didn't make. That's what we were screaming about. And now we've we've swung so far to the other side. So just practicing a little bit of gratitude this morning. That's pretty awesome. Persona is a huge deal. There's some of these that are really big hits. So. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked about it, and I don't know how I'm going to play even a fraction of these games. Right. Yeah. The, the only thing left on the table is when are we going to hear about Nintendo first party stuff? Like, when are we going to hear about what else is coming out this year? Like, what the the Metroid Prime? We, we have enough. It's enough slices. But yeah. Sean, when are we going to know when Bayonetta three is coming out? There there, there are year. some some you know questions that we would love to have answered at this point. But I, I don't need those answers right away. Like the main thing is. It, it just shows that September. no Nintendo just doesn't have a ton of stuff coming out this year, which is why they focused on third party stuff this time around. And I think I think that's OK. I think that's totally a, a fine take to have. And I still think we're going to get lots of Nintendo games still this fall or at least enough to say to satiate us in combination with the other games we heard about today. So, yeah, I guess the one thing I'm intrigued about with this is. So. Presumably, they didn't know that E3 wasn't happening until fairly recently, right? Like, that wasn't a thing that was planned out this whole time. So I'm just intrigued that this is what they're putting out in June. Like, do you think they're They're saving whatever they had for E3 and they're going to do that later? Like, September or whatever? They've already, once they told us all the way up until whatever was September, we kind of knew. And Donnie's been right about this the whole time. we got to give him a shout out. He's like, just prepare yourselves for like a not traditional June for Nintendo. They've already told us everything in June, July, August, and September. Now we know October really from a somewhat the first party is, is um, Mario and Rabbids. And that's, they don't need to tell us anything else. They keep us focused on the games that we're going to be buying right now. And they can, they can hold back. Whereas I think with Xbox and maybe to a certain extent, PlayStation, they've got to do a little bit more, selling on this nintendo is doing just fine they don't got to do anything else yeah which is frustrating people people don't like to be like they just want the things but nintendo's they've got us by the by the by the short and curlies you know not only that but we saw what happens when they announce games too early like metroid prime 4 where you know they announced it way too early and that game's still not even out yet um, yeah. So I think Dude, apparently there's a Fire Emblem game that they've been sitting on for like a year. Like there's games yeah. that they are they are done at this point. So they well, have, there are lots of games they're sitting on because the, they're also sitting on Metroid Prime Pikmin Masters. They're also sitting on uh, Pikmin Four. Yeah, a right? uh, bunch of stuff at this point. The Twilight next Princess. Animal Crossing game. <laughs> a bunch of, no, bunch of Zelda the remakes. New, they're new all done. <laughs> they're all completed. They're just sitting <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Exactly. Advance Wars. Like, no, that's legit. Yeah, no doubt. Chat. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, we don't we don't need point. more. Like, really, and Donnie says it very nicely in the chat. Nintendo has a ton of stuff for Switch coming. Splatoon, Pokemon, Bayonetta, Xenoblade, Mario Rabbids, at least compared to the front, compared to other publishers, Zelda port. Like, they, they're loaded up. They're fine. Everybody yeah, just I, calm I down. Say, Sean, Stop yelling we, on the internet and play the games on your actual Switch. 
we host a weekly podcast talking about a publisher that doesn't have any first party games this year. Exactly. So yeah. There is a, there is a <laughs> steep contrast between the two. Yeah. Yeah. They have plenty of stuff and we'll talk about that next week. So if you want to hear our thoughts on everything coming out the rest of the year, what we plan on buying, everything we know about, that's what we're going to talk about next week um, here on the Nintendo drive. So we're going to wrap it up here. The Ryan end. Turford. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, where can everyone find you on the internet if they want to know all about all of these lovely RPGs that were <laughs> announced today? So first off, I just want to say thank you guys for for having me on the show today. This is a lot of fun. I'm so glad I could be on the show finally. I get to edit the show every single week and always a big fan to listen to the show every week. So I'm finally glad I could make my debut on the show with you guys. But as for me, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. You can also find me here on Carpool Gaming over on the Xbox Drive with Sean, but also the RPG Cave with myself and Garrett Bland talking about RPGs. We did one last night about our favorite support characters in games. So you can check us out on the YouTubes or on uh, the podcast feeds around the world. And Sean, where can everyone find you? I'm on Twitter and on Twitch at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants and buy our merch. There's so much merch and people still keep <laughs> buying it. So links are in the show notes. Um, Bit.ly slash CPG merch. That's it for me. There you go. And you can find me on YouTube, Instagram and Twitter at Console Cato. That is all for episode 61 of the Nintendo Drive. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, make sure you let us know down in the comments what games you're excited about from this direct. And we'll see you next week. The Nintendo Drive is fueled by patrons at patreon.com slash carpool gaming. And from the bottom of my heart, I am so grateful to the nearly 90 patrons who support us each and every month. With a special thanks to our ultimate producers, Tony Baker from Quest for Pixels. Please subscribe to youtube.com slash Quest for Pixels today. Dallas Ford, Emily O'Kelly, Trucker Sloth, Jonathan Brown, who has a new album called In My Element. It's on Spotify and Apple Music. Drew Agnew, the handsome host of the House of Mario podcast. Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. And Skinny Matt, who's hosting Carpool Gaming Community Game Nights. You can follow him at twitch.tv slash K. All the links for these ultimate producers are in the show notes, so click on each and every one. Follow, support all these people, please. Our platinum producers, Brennan Myers, Dano, Marcus McCracken, Mostly Martinez, Becky Rubin Navarro, Robbie Bobby Miller, and RJ Kern. And our gold members, Anna W., Argo, Ashley Nicholson, Cecily Carroza, Dallas Robbins, Foolish Fuji, Jose Jimenez, Mac Time, Marcus O'Neill, Nagachaka, The Snack Network. Tom Danks, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots at that gold level, which is amazing. And also welcome John32, our latest patron at patreon.com slash carpool gaming. If you want to support the Nintendo Drive, go to patreon.com slash carpool gaming and choose the tier that is right for you. (laughs) 